de bois. Hey, Flag. What the hell are you doing here? Waller told us that you were, uh, are you drinking tea? This is Sol Soria. She's the leader of the Freedom Fighters, the resistance trying to take down the current government. They, they saved my life. Oh. Well. Why did my people not alert me of your arrival? We didn't see any people. Yeah, I didn't see anybody. I turned them into my mother and my head and killed them. Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical, and today with me, I have the familiar voice that you heard many, many times before, the voice that always makes you laugh, the voice that gets you excited. Clean! Give it to him, Clean! <laughs> How y'all doing? Uh, I hope nobody's getting cold. <laughs> Hey, yeah, be cracking up on the last podcast you talking about. I said, uh, introducing clean. You was like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. So, hey, it's great to have you back on the show. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get into some news. You mind if we get it? Oh, actually, uh, everything going good with you so far? clean. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess we, you know, with COVID picking back up. With COVID picking back up, I'm just pretty much just, you know, doing the same thing, going around the house, watching TV or watching TV shows. Just, you know, looking at everything kind of happening, I feel like, from, from the comfort of our own home. So. I can dig that. Uh, you been watching any uh, new superhero movies or series or anything like that? Uh, with the present one included. Uh, nothing really that comes off of the head. I can think of a little bit of the movie. That's like the latest one I've seen. Well, the Batman uh, animation. Oh, the long Halloween. I saw that. Yeah, that, 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 that was pretty good. You yeah, haven't seen that yet. I'm going to have to watch that. You said that was pretty good, both of them? Yeah, yeah it was pretty good. Uh, especially, like, uh, what he said, everything about towards the ending. Uh-huh. Uh, I read the book a while back. It's kind of different. It's somewhat different from the book, uh, from the long Halloween, Batman, the long Halloween. But it is still pretty good, though. It's, it's a pretty good uh, animated show. Uh, some people may not like the animation, but to me, it, it, it's nothing that detracts from the movies. So. Gotcha. Okay. So, you mind if we get into some news clean? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So, before we even get into the actual movie, we're going to get to related sources. So Suicide Squad star Joel Kinnaman goes public with restraining order against model on film's opening day. Uh, one of the stars of the Suicide Squad has obtained a restraining order against a former sex partner and posted about the situation at length on Instagram. Joel Rinneman said Friday on Instagram that Gabriel Magnussen, a Swedish model who goes by the name Bella Davis, was allegedly threatening to publicize false information on him, including that he raped her. Oh, wow. 
And so, well, this is this is what was added. It was escalating daily threats of harm to me and my family and my loved ones by Davis. Um, he also claimed that she was attempting to extort money and other things of value from me. Uh, Kinnaman acknowledged that he has had a brief romantic relationship with her in the late 2018, but she later resorted to threatening to publicize false information about me, including that I had sex with her against her will, unless I uh, capulated in her demands. Capitulated? Capitulated? Is that, is that the word? Capitulated? Does that sound familiar? Is that what it says? C-A-P-I-T-U-L-A-T-E-D? Yeah, capitulated. It's capitulated. Oh, that's it. Unless, unless capitulated to her demands. Oh, uh, give an answer. So capitulated, I think, is pretty much giving kids. Mm. Yeah, like, uh, I don't, so was this like a mistress? Uh, I, I, it sounded like it sounded. Well, it sounded like he was dating her. They said he was dating her. So I don't think it didn't say anybody else was in the um, oh, so picture. No, no, I don't think so. Oh. Um, well, it says like in the statement to the People magazine, Davis denied having ever threatened or asked for money. When Davis tried to reach him in 2019 and 2020, Kinnaman claims he was in a relationship at that point, I guess to answer your question, and did not respond. He claimed that led Davis to become more antagonistic, threatening, and frightening over time in her communications. Oh, wow. Now, you know, you know what that is, which actor that is, right? Uh, which one? That's flag. Oh, oh, crazy i guess we're going to get on to uh, more suicide squad news um suicide squad lands a disappointing 12 million on friday i actually went to the movie theaters to see suicide squad i was in the movie theater by myself laughing enjoying it you know what i'm saying but but yeah like it's it's not doing the numbers you know i mean it's more than likely Just different times. So I mean, you know, like uh, I think you know more so. Like also, people are probably watching on HBO Max, HBO Max. I know that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, especially when COVID going back up and you've been watching at home, you know, most people I think have become more risk risk averse in terms of going out. So you know, I think. You know, like why even, why even, uh, 
take a chance where I can just watch it at home on HBO Max. Right. And you know, we can just invite everybody over to the house and we can just have a screen there. That's true. You know, people have these big entertainment systems. So, so, you know, so I'm sorry not to interrupt, but now did you have to pay more money or you just watched it straight up? It was just like another like another movie that's on HBO Max. Yeah, you just watch it on HBO Max. Like, wow. Subscribe to it and it's not like this where you have to pay a premium, uh-huh. but you just pretty much just if you're subscribed to it, you can watch you know all of the movies that's coming out from Warner Brothers that started in the summer of 2020. All of the movies, uh, pretty much for 2021, well, yeah, 2021 are going to be streaming for from um, HBO Max, mm-hmm. and you can watch them at the same time that they're releasing. Oh wow! I know they're trying to fight with the big movie. Uh, the Doom movie that they were coming out with. But uh, I think even with that, they said they still going to stick to the window of having it released on HBO Max and also. Oh, they going to do that to Doom? Yeah, they said it, it, they were trying to fight it, but I think they're going to end up doing it, especially now because things are going back up. So, right, right. You know, that I, I think Doom either comes up October or November. I can't remember which one. But uh, that's supposed to be like their big blockbuster for fall. Wow, and they're going to sacrifice it like that? I mean, I guess because it's going up, like you said, but, you know. Well, I mean, it's not even really sacrificing it. So, you know, like, they're really trying to get their numbers up and screaming to go against Disney. So, you know, like, really everybody now is focusing on what works as opposed to what they, what went. I'm going to probably have to shut down, you know, like mm-hmm. the COVID. Why not focus on, you know, streaming, bring it up the streaming numbers? Because you're not going to want to like it being the quick movies in the theaters anyway. People are not going to go see them, even if you do. Because uh, just of the nature of, you know, COVID. So, uh, you know, why not just focus on something that, you know, more people will watch and try to build that up? And, you know, when you can go back to movies, then yeah, you focus on movies. Makes, right. makes sense to me, like what they're doing. It's great publicity for the uh, streaming platform, right? Because it's definitely to be like uh, out of all the streaming platforms, it, it's definitely like the must have in 2021. Like, I would say, even ahead of that. So. Ah, that's what's up, man. Now, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna go to Marvel, your favorite comic book source, yeah, <laughs> but um. Now, now they just dropped the new trailer, or two trailers. The first trailer was Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Oh, what did you feel about that? Oh yeah, that was wild. Uh, it was funny, you know, very humorous. Uh, I'm really kind of wondering if there's going to be any future characters from, from I guess with Sony uh, Venom universe that they're building. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I don't. I, I don't know if Spider-Man and Venom are going to eventually end up like teaming up, which would be good. I, I think it's going to probably need to because I feel it not. Right, right. You know, that that would be something that would definitely generate like a lot of people, you know, see the movie. Right. So, but uh, like what Spider-Verse slash Venomverse, I'm wondering what characters are going to be introduced because to me, this movie is a perfect opportunity to introduce new characters. So, which I know that they're kind of doing in, in Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering, uh, 
what name, if, you know, if it's going to be any name characters who want to have movies coming up, it's going to be featured in Netflix. It seems like it'll be a waste of opportunity. Right. Kind of spin off. You know, you, you bring in a character to spin it off. Like, oh, okay, I like this character. Let me see what's going to happen in this movie that's coming. That's, mm-hmm. that's a good way to build buzz. Right. Right. I know you were talking earlier. You said that you you believe in Morbius might might be one of the characters they may. I, I was thinking it was Morbius because that seems like that's the movie that's like really kind of coming up kind of so. Right. Um, now, now let's let's explain to the people why why do you feel that Venom needs help? Well, I mean, in the book, you know, based on the whole maximum carnage, Morbius was one of the people who was helping Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, to take down Carnage. So it kind of seems like it would make sense that we're going to have them. We're going to give them somebody who, who took, you know, somebody who can help them. Right. Because from what it looks like, you know, he, like Carnage has, it's not going to be just Carnage. He's going to have people who are going to actually be people, you know, helping him. Right. But for uh, what Shrek, I think that's, that's the character's name from the trailer. Those, the, you know, the black girl. That girl who scream. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that that was one of the main villains who was helping Carnage. So that then you kind of kind of think that well, Morbius may be featured because he's kind of a good possibility. He's going to be featured in some form of fashion. Right, right. Because he definitely has a new movie coming out, maybe in twenty twenty two, I believe. Yeah, I think twenty twenty two. It may maybe this year. I don't know, but. Um, I think 2022 though. Yeah, 2022, and uh, I, my my guess is going to be Black Cat because uh, I know you said you mentioned Silver Sable at one point, which they do have a movie they're trying to work on for Silver Sable. But I also think entering Black Cat to be that that character to split Peter Parker up from Mary Jane. To me, why not do something different? Why not do them both? Makes sense. Do I have both of them, like uh, Black Cat and Silver Sable? Yeah, yeah. It'd be a perfect them. time to introduce both of them. Because, yeah. like, what movie's done that? You know, like, uh, even the, with Marvel, they kind of, like, focus on, like, introducing one character at a time, like, kind of in the early mm-hmm. in the early part of Marvel, where, you know, like, well, the Hulk kind of feature Iron Man, and uh, well, well, Iron Man feature, yeah. Well, and Iron Man feature Black, Black Widow, and Thor feature Hawkeye, and, you know, but Thor feature Hawkeye? Yeah, Thor, the first Thor feature Hawkeye. Hawkeye was in it? Yeah. Hawkeye. Yeah, he was on the uh he was in the rain, right? Right, 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 right. right. So, you know, um the last Spider-Man, not my bad, not Tom Holland, but Garfield, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, they had they had um Black Cat in that. Oh wow. But she wasn't in she wasn't in, in full outfit. She was like the I don't know, I don't know Black Cat's uh full name. Oh, Felicia Hardy. Okay. Yeah, so Felicia Hardy was introduced in the last Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Man. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so, you know, I'll be interested if they do bring bring uh, Black Cat. Um, it'll be nice to see Silver Sable. I think she works for Agency. Does she work for S.H.I.E.L.D.? Who does she work for? No, she she's out of... Is she, isn't she international? I don't know too much about Silver Sable. Like, um, that's a character I'm not really, don't really know about black cat a little bit i know she was like with love pictures for spider-man mm-hmm. uh I, yeah i mean um 
it'd be fascinating, you know, like if they did bring her out. I think, I, I think, you know, like now, uh, see with Wolf, Wolf, and when when you try to, I know a lot of times they think like, well, if you try to bring out too many characters, the movie be watered down by it. But I, I don't think I think if you do it in the right way, you could bring in two characters. I mean, right. Because uh, what what movie was it that they introduced multiple characters in Marvel? Uh, multiple characters in Marvel. You know, because I, I would say they that. introduced Mar- multiple characters, but like with uh, Winter Soldier, they had like I mean they had already brought out Black Widow, but it was Black Widow and Falcon, and then you know Captain America, and it was kind of versus yeah. um, the villain and, and Winter Soldier. I, I was a Suicide Squad that that brought out the most <laughs> people, <laughs> people you never really heard about. Well, I, I but it's kind of different because they're a team, team, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, that actually had a lot of hints. Uh, Winter Soldier is the closest one I can think of. Uh, possibly. Had, well, you know, because it, because it, to me, it would, it wouldn't have, it would have been as dynamic if it was just like uh, Falcon and Captain America. I think. I think. Uh, that would have really kind of added to it. To me. I, I would have to say Thor. Uh, Thor Ragnarok introduced a lot of new characters. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, it introduced Valkyrie, but at the same time, like it did the same thing that uh, Winter Soldier did, because it had Hulk who was already established. But right, right, know, Hulk they, and Valkyrie and Thor. Were then you had the the new the guy that was over that world, um, the brother to the to the collector, um, played by uh, what's what's the guy that plays the, um, the, the, the Fly <laughs> Grandmaster or something like that. I think that's his name. But oh yeah, that guy was the Fly. I forgot. I can't remember that movie when I was little. But, um, oh, for real? Uh, yeah. I can't. I can't. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I can't think of his name. But, um, yeah. But uh, also, Marvel What If? I know I'm pretty excited about that. I know Loki led us to the Marvel What If? And, and you, and you uh, as we saw, like, in the last trailer, we saw the timelines, just like how they showed in the Loki. You know what I mean? So, they're saying that everything is connected. So all of those branches are going to represent actual stories from the what if. Oh yeah. So that's going to be interesting. So, so like uh which storyline are you looking looking forward to? I'm definitely looking forward to the kill book. But I, I am too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like most of us probably say kill book. At first it, at first I was looking forward to the one with uh, the zombie Captain America with Say, I thought, I'm oh, when he Marvel. fought Winter Soldier, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of those Marvel zombies. Once I saw Kill Mug and say, Save it, Iron Man, I was like, Oh, shit, I gotta see this, right? Right, <laughs> and then, uh, also, um, <laughs> the one with, um, and I don't know, if, it might not be the same one, but with, um, uh, uh, uh Chadwick Boseman when he's doing the voiceover for uh, Star Lord, yeah, when he's it's pretty much what Black Panther is part of the, what, the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Yeah, that looks interesting. But once I saw Kill Book, I was like, oh, <laughs> everything kind of like was like, oh, I want to see that one. Right, that's right. like the first one. You know, like this. Like, that's the one I'm most anticipating. The one I don't want to see is the one I think they're showing first. The one where they have um, Captain Britain. Yeah, like Captain America's girlfriend becomes Captain America instead of Captain America. No, she well, she's Captain Britain. I actually kind of want to see that one. I want. I want to you see, see that one. Yeah, I, I, 
kind of not like the one that I most anticipate. Right, right. That's the one that at least I want to see. But they said that she's might introduce the Captain Britons. That story, that that storyline is gonna might introduce Captain Britain to I mean, you know, like they really expanded on and I think like they're really kind of instead of like expanding on characters like throughout the Marvel universe, it seems like they're kind of saying, Well, what if we do this character? You know, like right. and, and doing like variations of characters already within the whole cinematic universe, which is really interesting because mm-hmm. it kind of gives it a whole different dynamic than just bringing in people from the comics and whatnot. Right, right. So now they're also saying that th- that those are test testers for the people. So the people, whoever who the most of the people gravitate the most, that's the storyline they're going to keep. I think the Killmonger one is going. Because, I mean, you know, Killmonger was just such a, a you know, like so many, at least black Americans, that's like one of their favorite characters. Yeah, especially. And, you know especially what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know, you know what I'm saying, if it's, um, uh, you know, particular villain. Well, I guess you could say, you know, because he was antagonist of the movie. But that's a character that they would definitely want to see more, that, you know, just be included. We definitely want to see more of. Right. Because he was such a dynamic character, so yeah, I agree. Now, what do you what do you think about Scarlett Johansson and this lawsuit against Disney? I think she's justified in it. Um, you know, uh, it's just like how how companies do. You know, you work for a company, they like, well, a contract is contract, and if you break that contract. You know, you can get terminated, you can get sued, and you can pretty much your whole financial life could be ruined. So, you know, with with that type of money involved, we're talking about millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, if we have a deal, then you need to, you know, honor the deal that we're that that we're actually a part of. You know, because to me, like if I think if that movie would have debuted without it being on this, I definitely think it would have done better. It, it, I think it would have, the numbers would have been higher because this is before like the flare up with the Delta variant. Um it was more people going to the movie. So that little window, she, you know, like that movie could have done really well. And I think right. it kind of really messed up the whole release for that movie. Right. So it looks like it looks like the um and, and they still like kind of like underperformed on it. So it's like they shot themselves in the foot two times. You yeah. got to perform on the streaming, and then you know they cannibalize the sales that they had for the theaters. Right. So yeah. So now they it's a Disney lawyer uh, is defending the distribution of Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson's fight. So um, they're saying that Scarlett Johansson has made two hundred million. Oh, excuse me, two hundred million. Scarlett Johansson has made twenty million from the Black Widow. So. I, I do definitely believe, like, um, she's probably, like, one of the only few people who can really go up against this because, I mean, you know, going up against corporation itself is just, you know, a uh, uh, mercurial task. So, uh, you know, but with her, she has the resources to back it up. You know, they can get good lawyers, but she can get good lawyers, too. She right. has money to do it. You know, she has hundreds of millions of dollars. So, you know, now she doesn't have like Disney money, 
you know, it's, it's still going to be a, a formidable battle for her because it's more skewed in Disney's favor. They have lawyers mm-hmm. that's just pretty much, only, you know, like just lawyers and lawyers and lawyers on standby. But so, but I do think, you know, she she definitely has a just cause to to uh, go against Disney with a lawsuit. Right. And I, now they could flip it on her and be like, well, the everything is going up. Like the um, the spreading of COVID is going up. And this is the way that we're trying to get people to stay in the home. And she could say, well, that is not on my contract. I have nothing to do with I mean, a contract is a contract. people get getting COVID. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Like Contracts have to be negotiated. You know, this is a very uh, contract-driven society. You know, a very legal society where everything is within legal parameters. You're, you're getting sued. I, so mm-hmm. you know, like um, if they didn't work this out, it doesn't sound like they really came to an agreement, or she was really aware of the you know the dynamics of what they were going to do with that movie being released. So you know, like uh, it sounds like something that it really is kind of does merit like a lawsuit on our part because you know we even come to agreement on this. You just went ahead and did it, right? So. And I, I did I did talk to a lawyer about this. Um, he did say that he he believes that he you know he hopes that she would win, but he was like sometimes people contracts don't even mean anything. Look at Dr. Dre. You know what I mean? Like he signed a prenup, but he still has to pay his wife certain if million dollars every every month. You know what I mean? But he had a prenup on the contract. You know what I'm saying? So he was saying that a lot of times. You know, in those type of situations, not even the contract is is, is upheld. Thing, you is know, upheld. Like, with, with all those corporate lawyers Disney has access to, I'm pretty sure they could probably find a loophole through it. Right, right. Uh, unfortunately, and you know, like I, I'm, I'm really hoping that she wins because you know, like uh, to me, that's a win for uh, just people in general. You know, like where where to be something that's more so in the people's favor. As opposed to being in the corporate favor, because you know when things are more so skewed towards the corporations, then you know um, I think like people in society kind of lose out in these type of situations because they're already so formidable going up against them. But you know when they just again and again you know get get litigation that goes in their favor, you know we we lose a lot of freedom because of that. So I'm I'm hoping for her best. Though. She goes up against her. That's what's up. All right. So you ready to go ahead and get into it clean? Let's go. All right, sir. Today we're going to be reviewing. Suicide Squad. Excuse me. The Suicide Squad. The director for this film is James Gunn. He directed The Guardians of the Galaxy um, 1 and also Volume 2, Movie 43, and Super. Have you seen Movie 43? Movie, what's, movie 43. Yeah, it's a weird, <laughs> it's an interesting concept. Actually, Nikki turned me on to this. She, um, she told me to check it out, and I watched it. It's basically about this, these uh, two young guys who have this movie, it's movie 43, that 
everybody is looking for. It's like one of those urban legends, like I guess two girls, one cup type thing. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I know, yeah. But uh, <laughs> that was, I think it was like either it was either gunfire or uh, uh, firecrackers. One of the two. We're gonna go. That was gunfire. That was gunfire. Well, clean nose because clean is the black punisher. So, <laughs> so that was uh, probably gunfire. Yeah, that was, uh, somebody got off some shots on that. It's cool though, because it was far away. Yeah, but we what, are. What, what was I talking about? Though? I forgot what I was saying. No, you talking about movie forty three? Yeah. So basically, like, and it's like a a movie that is hard to find, and they're going through all these great lengths to watch this movie, and the movie is just weird. Like the movies that they're the data that's coming up that they're finding, um, they're weird movies. Like I think it was one where a chick had three titties or something i think it was um it was your girl from uh uh, uh i can't think of her name boomerang holly berry holly berry had like three titties or something it was something weird to that effect wait what what, what is this well i was saying like you know how like two girls one cup was that 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 thing where people would try to find it was kind of almost hard to find i think was this something that it was some pornographic it, it wasn't. It was just weird. It was just like weird shows. I, I guess the only thing I can okay, think this about. Is something different. Because when I heard that if somebody showed me what it was, I wish I would have never seen it. I'm not going to say what it was. Oh, a two girl one. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it just totally fucked the whole day up. Shout out, shout out Dave P. Cole. Dave P. Cole turned me on to that. Yeah, shout out Dave P. Cole. Dave Pico uh, turned me on to uh, Two Girls One Cup. You're like, I don't know if you want to see that. But anyway, kind of getting off. I wish I did. <laughs> That's yeah. something that I really wish I could have taken back seeing. I really don't want to see it. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no and then also the writer for this film is also James Gunn. And he has a Peacemaker TV series that's coming out soon. He also wrote the Belco Experiment. And there's a Start Skin Hutch TV series that's coming out that he's writing. So I think that'll be it'll be pretty funny. He's he's a pretty funny writer. I know he said it himself that he's like a more of an emotional writer, but I you know I guess laughter is an emotion. But um, but he's, he's very more comical. Of a comedy, comedic uh, writer to me. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, to me too. Yeah, I mean he can add little sad moments in there um, as we'll probably. Hopefully, we'll get into later on. But if we talk about, let's say, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like the scene with Rocket, um, where Rocket uh, witnessed, uh, what was the guy with the Mohawk? <laughs> Yandu. Oh, Yandu. Yandu, yeah, when Yandu died, and, you know, when they were doing the fireworks and all of that stuff. And, you know, I, you know, just, it, I, I, that was a sad scene. You probably didn't find that sad at all. Like, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was sad. Uh, to me, just you know, like the, the the type of movie it is, it's not really a heavy movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like oh man, you, it, it's not that type of movie that just really takes you away. But it's like you, you're sad because he left. But right. but uh, it to me it, it, that emotional punch that just really hits you. I mean, for some people it probably did, but to me it's kind of like a lighter movie, so I don't really look at it. Movies don't really make you sad or make you feel emotional, do they? Oh, yeah, like uh, it's some movies that uh, that just like it's one movie, it was a Korean movie that just devastated me emotionally. 
from the first clip. Why were you like six? No. This is something <laughs> I saw when I was born. And it was, uh, like a uh, it, it was an action movie kind of like an assassination movie mm -hmm. where it was like a hitman who who mistakenly killed a, oh you like, saw you saw a brand new gun and you were like you just started crying when you saw how beautiful that gun was oh and that was in the first you know like over there like in america they have it where you can't really show it a child get killed mm -hmm. It's not like that overseas. So this is a movie overseas. They showed the child getting killed, and you actually saw a slow motion, all of the emotion from that child being killed. I can't even watch that movie to this day just because of that. Wow, what's, do you remember the name of it? Uh, I, I can't remember. We think, think you can think about the end of the podcast. You can uh, you can I think. Make it, I may have. I actually had that movie, and uh, I tried to go back and watch it, but I couldn't watch it because it's like I just. I, I couldn't deal with emotionally seeing that, hmm. you know. But uh, we need so to watch. Like, we need to watch that movie together, clean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see you cry because you told me you only cried like once I in your cry, life. But <laughs> so I didn't cry. You had a straight face. Oh, okay. You know, it just makes you. I didn't cry. But I, it, it's just like it's hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't cry. The reason why I'm messing with you, most people don't know, Clean doesn't cry. I think Clean cried at one funeral because it was a young person who died. That was about it. But no, no I cry, but I just don't cry around other people. Oh, okay. So, you know, like, uh, I mean, you know, like, I got emotions, but it's just like, I guess, like, my emotions, emotions are, comp are compartmentalized. Gotcha. Like, they'll come out, like, really, they'll come out more so, like, when I'm alone. And they'll come out like unexpectedly when I'm alone. Like I may be working on something and something just comes, you know what I'm saying, in my mind and then I get Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, but I guess, you know what I'm saying, like when I'm around other people, it's kind of like I compartmentalize. Unless it's like a funeral or something like right, that. Right. Especially like if it's love. Then, you know what I'm saying, I may break down, seeing other people break down. Right. So, you know, like if I almost feel like. And you know, because I'm a person, I'm a person who don't really deal with emotions good around other people. Gotcha. So you know, like, uh, and everybody has to like have like outlets for their emotions. Mm -hmm. And it would be, I guess, you know, what I'm saying it's kind of like just always redirected, like more so like when I'm always like when I deal with emotions, more so when I'm really have a clearer mind, all that stuff come in and then like. Gotcha. Okay. I, I, I dig it. We, we're not going to make you cry on this podcast. It's not going to happen. But now, uh, the logline for this film, a ragtag group of super criminals are forced on a mission to extract a Corto Maltese leader while destroying major evidence. Could you could you agree with that logline? Yeah, this, I mean, that was kind of a mouthful, but... <laughs> Pause. But, uh... uh <laughs> Pause. <laughs> no, I was playing around. No, so, now the characters for this film, you have Bloodsport, played by Ildris Elba. He was in Thor Ragnarok, Mandela, and Beast of No Nation. You have Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie. She was in The Wolf of Wall Street, Birds of, Tra Birds of Prey, and I, Tanya. Wasn't was Blood, Blood Sport a man damn movie from the 80s? It was. 
It was definitely was. That's when that's when uh Van Damme was a bad guy, right? I'm not sure. I, I remember. No, 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 I, no, no. no. That, I really good. hated Van Damme, man. Like he, That's when they threw salt I, in his I like eyes or something like that. I, I remember watching that movie with my cousin. I, I like the movie, but this is like, man, I do not like this dude. I just, I, we, I don't like Van Damme. Man, don't tell Keanu that. Well, Keanu, Bruce, Keanu's favorite. Uh, character was Bruce Lee, but Van. Damme, when we were in middle school, that's all we taught. Van Damme. My, my we didn't like Steven Seagal. That's what see, that, that, that was an '80s bad actor that I liked. That dude was just so, so yeah. cool, whipping motherfuckers' Yeah, he never had. I, I didn't like him because he never had any uh, nobody to rile with him. Like he always won. Like yeah, nobody he really. Like, he, he, was, he, he, he was like uh, who did they like? Uh, you can say what John Wick or the dude from. Uh, the, uh, nah, John Wick had more problems than he had he no problems. He was like Denzel in that movie with the uh, like Equalizer. Oh yeah, no, he, he, he was totally like unstoppable. Oh, he, he, nobody, nobody gave him a hard time. Hell no, nah. man! Like dudes was coming in, it was like you know you had like assassins with like all these attachments, assault rifles, and he killed these dudes with hand tools and a damn home people. <laughs> and it was like. And then he, and it's like he didn't stop. He just kept going. He was like the Punisher. Like he went to Russia and killed the whole entire like Russian mafia. Really? Oh, I, I got it. Blowing up boats. Like just, just he went and killed the main dude went to his house and all the folks was just like laid out dead. It was just like this dude was. A, he was like a force of nature. He, like, oh, just unstoppable. I can tell you who's a force of nature though. Amanda Waller. Oh, Definitely man. a force of nature, and played by Viola, da- Viola Davis, who actually acted with Denzel Washington, you know. Um, and uh, she was in the help. Yes, and she was in help. She acted on uh, with Denzel Washington in uh, Fences, and she was in Widows. What, what do you think about Miss uh, Viola Davis? I said, oh, I think she's a you know great actress, great actress. And uh, she definitely personified this role. They really picked the per- perfect person for Amanda Waller. Uh, she just has like this look. <laughs> it's kind of like she has a mix of comedy and a mix of like seriousness. Seriousness, the way she approaches the role. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like she's just such like, you know, this hard character, but it's like, this hard character, but why are you picking these? These type of characters do these jobs. These guys are like pretty much worthless. You know, it's almost like she has a sense of company in picking these people. I mean, I guess she maybe did because like they told me it expendable. Right. So, but um, I just think the way she kind of interacts with them, you know, the series is kind of, you know, with her character, juxtaposed to, you know, these crazy characters. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's kind of funny. Right. Great, you know, great villain. Yeah. So, yeah. And also you have Colonel Rick Flag played by Joel Kinnaman. We just actually did the news on right. Joel Kinnaman. Uh he was in he was in Robocop. Right. One of your favorite movies. You, you must remember him. Well, I mean he wasn't from like the one from back in the eighties. He was from the new one. Which which I thought was decent, but it's nowhere near. No, I like Ready for thirteen, wasn't it? Yeah. But it was still it was still done well. So you remember him? You remember? Him? I remember oh, okay. from the newer. Movie. Okay. I thought I, I like the newer movies, but I just didn't like it like I like the first one. First one was an opening, you know. But the first one was like satirical, whereas the the newer one was just more of an action movie. So 
you know, like, and then, like, the, the door didn't have the cover in there, like, the first one. The first one was kind of funny. Right. You know, you know, like, uh, it had, like, <laughs> over where, like, the main character opened up the door, somebody stick a gun in their mouth, like, bitches leave. You know, <laughs> I just, the, 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 I love that main villain in like the original one. God, he was hilarious. That's the dude with the real big head, right? Yeah, with the glasses yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give me my fucking phone call. You know, just saying, like, just yeah, answer no lines the way he approaches me. He's a great character. Clarence Potter. That sounds like somebody who got bullied in middle school, you know. Oh, shit. You wouldn't bully him, though. Uh, nah, he'll stab you in the eye with a pencil. Like, maybe I'm not making myself clear. He's a Speaking of funny character, man, Peacemaker, played by John Cena. Yeah, that was a crazy motherfucker. Yes, yes. Now, he, he played in Trainwreck, F9, The Fast Saga, and also he, he has the... Yeah. Oh, he's he's Dom's uh brother in F9. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. He's really making moves, dude. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh no no no, you're good. And also uh he's in he's gonna be in the Peacemaker T V series. Yeah, I heard about it. I heard, I heard. I mean, That's so, gonna be very interesting to see. Very interesting. I'm excited for that. And you have Savant. At first before I saw the movie I wasn't excited. I was like Peacemaker T V series. John Cena, I, I didn't like John Cena in, uh, in wrestling. I wasn't a John Cena fan at all. I was a rock fan, you know what I mean? Um, but I, Yeah, this is the first time I've actually seen a movie where John Cena was in. Really? Oh, okay. Okay. But then, um, you now I'm kind of like, okay, I can't wait to see some Peacemaker uh, TV, you know, peace, a Peacemaker series. And then you have Savant played by Michael Rooker. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy and The Walking Dead. Believe he's really good friends with uh, James Gunn because James Gunn always tries to put him in his movies. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. what's up. And so let's 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 go ahead and break some break some of these characters down that we're not familiar with, like Bloodsport. Have you ever heard of Bloodsport in your life? No. Uh, most of, most of the main characters I've never heard of. Uh, you know, just uh, after you know doing, I don't want to say research. Just, you know, kind of finding out about these characters. I'm like, who are these characters? Um, the, the comic book verses of them are kind of interesting. Right. So, right. I mean, they, they interest. I mean, they're interesting, but obscure. They're very obscure. I couldn't really see, you know, like, these characters really being in the movie. But that was the point of it. Right. And they did it very well. Right. So, like, you have Bloodsport, who actually, his real name is Robert Dubois. He was found in Superman, or he was started in Superman Volume 2, Issue 4, which came out in 1987. And he was drafted into uh, the Vietnam War, but instead he ran to Canada. He evaded the war, uh, which a lot of people did uh, around that time. A lot of people went to Canada. I heard during like different wars back in the day, they would like try to evade the draft. And his brother, Michael, took his place and from that war it left him with no arms and no legs and it drove it drove uh, Robert Dubois insane and uh, that's when Lex Luthor hired Robert to kill the Man of Steel 
that's when he had like a gun that shot like uh, kryptonite uh, bullets or it was a needle or something in the comic books or something like that. Um, but the updated version was that uh, he has interdimensional travel, traveling tech, which protects, which he is protected by his mask, that little predator looking mask that he has. Because I think he had a scarf over his head in the first, the first uh, uh, blood sport. He just had like some type of scarf around his head or whatever. He like he had a red right, right. Looking like a ninja turtle. Yeah, he looked crazy. I'm glad they updated that. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> and his and his brother actually died in the first story, and he can teleport through the high tech weapon weaponry weaponry. How can you say it right? He can teleport. He can teleport high-tech weapon, weapon. I can't even say it. Weaponry. <laughs> I, I can say it like when I just when I'm trying not to say it. It's weird. He can teleport high-tech weaponry in his hands. It, that that was kind of funny in the movie to me, like because I'm like, man, it's like it's almost like man, like he's pulling out Lego guns and just add Legos to the gun to make them. Right, right. That's really, it. Was cool. It was cool. Though. I mean, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? He did it cool. It was just like, man, what kind of Lego shit is he built? Like, <laughs> Like you're making guns out of Legos and stuff, slapping, slapping Legos on a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so actually, this is there anything that stood out to you uh, in the comic, like information that you gathered from Bloodsport that stood out to you that you want to discuss? I'm, I know you said there were three, there were three uh, Bloodsports, or was that somebody another character? Yeah, yeah, when I just looked it up uh, a couple of minutes ago, I said like it was three different. Uh, I didn't have a chance to go with the third one. It said the second one was a white supremacist. I didn't even really, really go into the story on him. I just saw like he was a white supremacist character. But you know, I think this is kind of like more so villains for Superman. Kind of right. So because he he was a villain, a Superman villain, right? Obscure one, but you know that nobody pretty much never knew of. Because you know, if you ask anybody, including me, like, oh, hey. Uh, you heard about Bloodsport, the um, Superman villain? I would have been like, well, what are you talking about? You know, I've never heard of this. Right, right. So, I wonder if he was named after, because he came out in 1987. I wonder if he was named after the John Claude Van Damme movie Bloodsport. I know I had to be on his mind. I wonder if he was watching it. He's like, man, I need to come up with a new character. What's his name going to be? And like, he's watching Bloodsport. Yeah, I just caught Bloodsport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bloodsport. Then, then we go to Peacemaker, uh, real name Christopher Smith. He's first seen in The Fighting Five. Um, he was in a Charlton Comics. He was in Charlton Comics before he went to DC Comics. So uh, he was property of Charlton Comics and uh, debuted in DC Comics during the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, going by the comic books he hates violence chris's dad was a nazi officer who killed himself in front of chris on his fifth birthday was in war or whatever and it was i think they had some captives kind of the same situation that happened in the movie almost there was they thought to be some captives in this village and he went inside this small village and killed innocent women and children and uh he's a leader in the comic book the 2021 version of Suicide Squad. He's the leader of the Suicide Squad. And to me, he's a Hydra version of Captain America. I actually, to me, like he's, he reminds me a lot of the comedian from The Watchmen. Okay. Uh, 
very right wing oriented type of character. Mm-hmm. Really, he's mm-hmm. going to kill for that Reaganist type of version of America. Uh, you know, people eating hot dogs and you know, red, white, and blue, and go to baseball the games. The whole American <laughs> exceptionalist type of view uh, of America is always right, and if anything comes out that contradicts that, we have to kind of like stop it in its tracks. We have to kill anybody. He would have definitely killed like the guys who would have tried to like whistleblow Nixon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Just right. Like the comedian did. Right. <laughs> the comedian did that as well. So he really reminds me. Of oh, him. okay. That's why Nixon stayed president. Well, I mean, it, yeah, that's how he stayed president. Like, man, it, this reminds me, you know, like he had his life. Like, this reminds me of Will Bird and Burr's thing. Like, he killed him. Oh, okay. So he killed the people who he killed the two reporters who would have, who, who whistle blew on the whole uh, Watergate scandal in the 1970s. He, he he's very much in the vein of that type of character. He he's going to take out anybody who's going to try to make America the the, the vision of American exceptionalism. Man, mm. he's going to kill that. He's going to make sure nothing nothing uh, takes that view on a worldwide spectrum. Gotcha. That's a perfect comparison. That's right. a perfect comparison. Now he was he, he's a lot crazier and, and, and a little bit dumber and, and sillier than the comedian. But it's kind of like the whole the goals are the same, you know. Like he he, he will kill, you. and he'll kill you pretty much with any type of gun, a big gun that right. he can get his hand. Usually, like a gun that looks like it's modified. Right. And he's supposed to be smart in the comic books, is because his mother was a scientist. Well, the first version of of Peacemaker, his mother was a scientist, and he had a love for science. Right. But but then I think the second version of Peacemaker. His mother was a school teacher. So it still has some form of education. So it seems like that, you know, he should be a little bit smarter, you know, in a certain way. But which which maybe he is. We I mean, he just says backward stuff. He's too literal. You know what I mean? I think I think that's I think I can say that. Like the thing with the butthole star. Remember the whole thing with the um the uh what's it I forgot the star's name, but but he was like, hey, you know, that's another term for a butthole. Is that is that has any connection? Which is like a dumb question, but I don't know. Maybe maybe if it was a science question, he would have got it right. I don't know. Right. But uh, but we go to uh, Polka Dot Man, Abner Krill. His first appearance was in Detective Comics 300, uh, number 300. It came out in 1962. He was a Batman villain. So yeah, so that so that that was interesting. You have uh, Black Guard, uh, whose name is Richard Hertz, aka Dick Hertz. <laughs> interesting name. Exactly, it is Paul's name though. <laughs> right, yeah, Paul's. Paul's <laughs> and uh, he was uh, he was introduced first appearance in Booster Gold number one in 1986. His power was given by the 1000. He had super strength, and he fought Booster Gold and lost. And the Wait, general. You never heard of Booster Gold? He he rolled with uh Blue you know, Blue Beetle. You know what? Now I think now I think about it. Yeah, the collar, the, the, the butterfly collar. I, I think it was one of those Justice League episodes from the early two thousands. I think I remember that. Booster Gold. That sounds like a drug. You know. Yeah, it does. Yeah, we, we, we about to sniff some of that Booster Gold. That's that high top notch. 
top notch. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, so he actually uh, met his fate in the comic books. Uh, what character named the general from the Suicide Squad killed Blackguard? He decapitated him, and uh, which is interesting. Which is interesting if you think about it. You mean in terms Black, of the movie? Yeah, Blackguard. Uh, well, I mean, not not you know, just you know. It's just interesting. <laughs> Not obvious. But um but then also you have Savant, whose real name is Brian Durlin. He was uh first introduced in Birds of Prey number fifty-six in two thousand three. He actually is a computer hacker. Um, which is strange. Uh we didn't see his skill in the movie, which is strange. But uh then we had Ratchcat Ratcatcher. I believe this is the number one uh real name Otis Flanagan. Who is also a Batman enemy? Never would have known. First appearance is Detective Comics number five eighty five that came out in nineteen eighty eight. So, so yes, some, some some interesting things. <laughs> so let me ask you this, without giving too much away, just kind of generalize it because we're going to come back. We're going to do. We're going to come back. This is a non spoiler review, and we're going to come back and give uh what we really felt about the film this is for those who haven't seen it yet and want to know if they should see it so yeah so do you have any likes that the people that can interest the people to want to see it without giving anything away uh definitely likes more so if you like zany characters it's definitely a movie for you if you like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's definitely a movie for you because it's kind of in that same vein. Obscure characters that are very comedic. Very, very, you really kind of you you really become close to the character. The characters, the characterizations are done very well. Uh, so that was one thing to me that was very well. Um, another thing to me that was real good with movie was the pacing. How they pretty much paced all the story. The story is very coherent, very tight. Yeah, it was very great, great, great pacing. Yeah, very, very woven in, great like mm-hmm. wind flow. Uh, just, just, just done very well. You know, like almost to the point of, I mean, it was you know James Gunn to the point of greatness. He excels in these type of movies. Right. Obscure characters, you know, like trying to get a mission done. And I actually think like with this movie. He actually took away from some of the things that were looked looked at as bad in Guardians of the Galaxy, especially towards the end and towards the villains. And he really kind of like uh, built on that, where he actually did better in this movie when it came to a lot of the, the, the villains, and, and especially towards the ending. He did the ending a lot better mm-hmm. uh, this go around than he did in the Guardians of the Galaxy. To the point where you can arguably kind of, you know, say like, well, this movie may be actually even better than Guardians of the Galaxy. Just as a whole. This movie may actually be better than the Avengers. Woo! <laughs> 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 yeah, we gonna come back. We gonna come back. We gonna come back. We gonna come back. My bad. Is that, is that all for your likes? Uh, just immediately, y'all. Those are 
All right. Thank you, Clean, for those likes. All right. So my likes, I enjoyed the character development. I enjoyed Amanda Waller. I enjoyed the great story. I feel like it was a great story for a comic book. Um, as Clean said, the pacing was wonderful. I enjoyed the Avengers disc. I'm gonna bring it out. Remind me in the uh, the spoilers version. I'll oh. tell you the the Avengers disc. I like the fact that because at first I was worried when I right before I saw Suicide Squad, I thought that Bloodsport was gonna be more like Deadshot because you know Deadshot had his daughter, so I kind of like the difference is not the same as Deadshot that it is with Bloodsport. So I, I did like that. I like the creative title screens when it would like moments later or they'll take you to yeah. the next. That it was very creative. I did yeah, enjoy that. that was I did like the uh well that's 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 all my I guess that's all my likes that I can really get into right now without oh, what's the, one other thing I can think that I'll bring Oh what's up? This was like one of the main important things that I like, and that was the villains. Villains were very done very well. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of the villains that <laughs> people would consider to be the villains, to me, weren't the main villains. Right. One of them was, you know, like the main, the main villain that they did uh, in the movie. I, I'm not going to say who it is. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna say who the obvious main villain is. It's an obvious one, and it's one that's not so obvious. Okay. So, like the obvious one, you know, the big movie villain that was pretty much behind, that was dri driven through, you know, like the whole, the whole reason for the mission for the Suicide Squad was done well. That that was done well, and then the main villain, the actual main villain that people may not even think of is done very well even though like they they weren't they didn't have like a real big role in this movie mm -hmm. they they were done very well also okay yeah okay now um if you don't mind would you like mind telling the audience your dislikes uh my dislikes for the movie uh i didn't even really thought of anything that came in uh want me to go first and see if you can uh, come up with something or do you have something? I think like with me, with this movie, it was to me like just the, the reviews for it were just so like off the charts that it kind of really blew up my, like what I thought this movie was going to be. Mm. My initial viewing of it, I didn't really see it in that way. This was it. It, 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 it was I was like wow this is a real good movie but it, it wasn't just like blowing me away like that um, this is a movie I had to watch twice and like uh, from the initial movie I was like dang this is a real good movie when I watched it again I was I even liked it better okay. so it's not like a movie like in the vein to just me personally it's not a movie in the vein of like Infinity War that I was just totally blown away with. Or like uh, Civil War, which I was just totally blown away with. Those two Marvel movies to me 
or the epitome of like the greatest comic book movies I've ever seen. Uh, it wasn't like that. It was more so in the veins of like the second Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, which I actually think this movie is better than the second Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and I do actually think it is like, it's actually in my top five like cover books. Okay. Not top five, but you know, definitely top 10. Just, just, just for like everything just being so tight, cohesive as a story, very definitely, it's done very well. If, if you like, if you like, uh, definitely like comic book movies, this is like pretty much the top of the crop. It's just that you know people were, it, it was looking like this is like something like uh, to me like uh, they, they, I'm looking at it, like I said, Avengers Endgame, Captain America Civil War level. Just whoa, just blow you away. And it's not gonna blow you away like that because those stories have like a lot of build up to those points. So, you know, but definitely as a movie just coming straight out the gate, it's definitely one of the best ones. If I can say like just start a movie, because it's kind of somewhat of a reboot, kind of I don't I wouldn't say a sequel, but you know, like um it, it, it is it's definitely good, but that was one thing. Was just that, you know, it, it, it did because the expectations were so high. I went in with very high expectations. That of course is what, but it definitely didn't disappoint. I don't want anybody to think, well, it's not as you know, it's that I'm saying it's not a good movie. It's not that. It's just that it was just so catastrophically like high. I'm like, man, people were just saying that this movie is like one of the best movies they've ever seen, and I can understand that too. You know, but it's just like with so many variations of comic book movies out there, when it comes to just something that to me is just like a milestone movie, it's kind of somewhat doesn't kind of fit into that mold, like a Dark Knight or a in or a not in game. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to say Infinity War or or Civil. But in terms of like a movie coming straight out the gate, it definitely is up there with one of the best. All right, okay. I can I can dig I can dig that I can dig that. All right, so my dislikes, my dislikes for the film. I don't know if I can say my dislikes because all of them have spoilers. <laughs> all of them have spoilers. I would say one of them is that let me see if I can put this I felt like the freedom fighters were a little too carefree during certain situations very light I felt like Harley was stank it was a scene where she was supposed to be done up but she was in a place where she was stank I know she was stank believe it at that <laughs> now I would say with Harley I felt like she's supposed to be highly intelligent but yet she has that same thing with John Cena's character Peacemaker he's supposed to be intelligent in the science if you're going by the comic book version Harley Quinn she's a psychologist but yet is she is she is she uh, trolling people acting stupid trying to troll you possibly but she does it to her own teammates you know what I mean uh, 
my thing is this too with Harley Quinn. Why is Harley Quinn so goddamn good? What is she like? What, 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 why is she so flexible? Why why is she so great at fighting? Why is she has ups like like Kobe? You know what I'm saying? She has lift time like Spud Webb. You know what I mean? Like like where is she getting her powers from? I, I think like it, it seems like throughout the comic and the movies, like running gag is that she has a limited version. It seems like a defensibility. She's Domino and Deadpool wrapped in one. Exactly. Because she just has, like, if she had a superpower, be like, look. Yeah, exactly. Extremely, exactly. Exactly. And then, like, that look, the look actually expands to the point of just, like, where she's seemingly invincible. Like, nothing can really kill her. It's going to always, something, like, if you try to kill her, it'll kind of backfire. Like, just like, I think if they don't stop the snap of their existence, it wouldn't work. <laughs> right, right. Should be one of the ones, right. Damn, this ain't working. <laughs> something wrong with it. It just wouldn't work, you know. Like, she just had that kind of level of disability. Yeah, I'm just like, but nobody asked the question, like, wait a minute, where is she getting her powers from? Like, why is she so powerful? I guess does, it fall like, does Joker fall in that category? Because Joker is the kind of the same way. He's lucky as hell. To it too. Like, he. But I think, like, it even goes to a higher level. With her. Because at she's least. She's athletic. Yeah, yeah, she has, she has, she has, I think, at least for the she has a better fighting ability than Joker. Joker's never really shown to have, like, very good fighting ability. He's always just kind of like haphazard kind of fighting. Right. You know, I haven't really seen, I'm pretty sure it's been done, but you don't really see too many versions of Joker where he's just like uh, uh, an A-class fighter. But he can use a good shot. His gags are on point. They I never can't even say he's a good shot. Sometimes, like I think, like a lot of times, he wants to miss. You know, he doesn't really want to kill you. Now he'll kill you if he really wants. No, to. he doesn't want to kill Batman. He'll kill you. He'll kill yeah, you, I mean, no problem. But it's still like probability. Like if it's, you know, like if he, he may kill you, he's probably going to kill you, but he, he may not. You know, it's kind of like that. Well, you know, you don't know. Now, yeah. Chances are, you got to gamble on him killing. But but when you I guess when you expect him to go ahead and kill you, you, now, may you not. say the right thing, he probably would kill you. But you don't know what the right thing is. You don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like if you say the right thing, he's definitely not going to kill you. <laughs> but you just don't know what it is. Right. So I, I will say this. Let me see. I'm gonna see how I can put this without spoiling anything. I feel like not only one person should get attacked by fish. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it at that. And I'll come back to the- I got you. you yeah, got I know what you Okay. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like that you have certain slaves that just fall over because of rats. I don't know how, I don't, I don't know if you're gonna catch that one. I got that. I know okay, okay. And they don't know their team. I feel like Amanda Waller doesn't know her team. Bloodshot, Weasel, Savant. I'm just going to leave it at that. Those are my dislikes. My cryptic dislikes. <laughs> I guess that could would be one dislike for me too. It's like, it seems like she's a very shrewd, very intelligent character. But it seems like she picks a lot of people who definitely would not get the job done that she needs to have done. 
So that I guess that could be. But you know, like now in the vein of comedy for the movie, you know, it makes a great movie. But you know, I, I would say I see what you I see what you're getting at, but I would say remember there were two. Yeah, that, it seems like it always comes down to really, it really kind of always comes down to really one character. No, 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 no. I, I don't think you caught what I was saying. Let me just back rephrase it a different way. You know how you move the pawn in a certain spot, but when you move the pawn in a certain spot, it releases your bigger pieces in chess. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? I kind of get, like, that kind of makes me understand why she kind of picks these characters. Yeah, to a certain degree, especially right. the, the certain groups. Not saying like this is going to be very cryptic, but the right hand never sees what the left hand is. Exactly. 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 Yeah. 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 Now, comparisons. What would you compare this film to? Oh, definitely Guardians of the Galaxy. Not the second one, the first one. Uh, both have pretty kind of similar starting points. Kind of um, somewhat similar ending points. Uh, like I said, you know, like, uh, but with the the thing that Suicide Squad to be kind of like does better than the Guardians of the Galaxy is the Indians and the interactions with the villains. Yeah, that's what it reminds me. It's definitely going to remind you of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Because he, this is the type of movie. This is like what he excels in. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Gunn. Right. James Gunn excels in these type of movies, and it's like, I think with him, he wanted to do. This is, I think, this is what he wanted. I actually think this movie is kind of what he wanted to do with Guardians of the Galaxy. But his hands were somewhat tied with Guardians of the Galaxy. And DC said, well, what if we let you... They didn't say, they let him get, they gave him free to do whatever movie he did. And I just think like, well, what if I did? I think when he chose this movie, he said, well, what if I did a version of Guardians of the Galaxy, but one where I was just totally unrestrained? And this is the... Right, because I think they asked him to do Superman first. They asked him if he wanted to do Superman. But instead, he he chose. Well, they asked him what character. Now, I think they said, "What you know? We'll let you do whatever movie you want to do. Right. Batman, Superman, and he chose Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yeah. Which makes perfect sense, you mm-hmm. know, in a different way. But I think like going behind his lips is like, what if I did? It's funny because it's like, well, you know, how I did Guardians of the Galaxy. I think he's like, well, what if I did that movie, but I just did it on the street. You know, and I did it, you know, like kind of like in a totally different, in a different way, but still similar. But I actually improved on all of the negatives for Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I actually improved on those and actually did a little bit thing. And he, he's made a masterpiece, you know, like, I mean, both of them are masterpiece movies, Guardians of the Galaxy included. This is Guardians of the Galaxy just had some really, they had like some real big weak points in it. Whereas this one kind of didn't have them. Right, right. It was yeah, it was more cohesive. But I, I would say I 
The second one, I felt like it was more put together, the Guardians, than the first. Like, my big thing on the first one was that the dance off. It was that's like, what I'm talking about. That was like, like real right, that was, that was good. But, yeah. But I but say, my, my comparisons, I would compare this to the Boys series and Cabin in the Woods. For those who didn't see Cabin in the Woods, Cabin in the Woods. Have you seen Cabin in the Woods, Clint? I can see. Okay, Cabin in the Woods. Wait a minute. Is, is Cabin in the Woods where it was like something really just off brand just happened at the end? It really took a, a left turn. I think I did. See. With the uh, the the uh, the the zombie, not zombies. What I'm talking about the gods of the earth or something came out. Came yeah, it's kind of like they were in a base and they saw a whole bunch of other stuff going in. And- right, like they were like in a. Uh, a whole bunch of, um, I guess, monsters or whatever hey, come out. Okay, and yeah, they... so yeah, I did see it. All right, so the reason why I say Cabin in the Woods is the what went on behind the scenes. You're the right. betting, you know what I'm saying? Like, the people that were behind the chaos were a bunch of pencil pushers and, you know, uh, what do you call it? Pin pocket, pocket pinners and, and glasses with tape on them. You know what I, I mean? I, I, yeah, they kind of like... It really had like a, a whole bunch of degenerate characters finding morality. It seemed like that was like the, on both sides, mm. like on, on, on the on the, mm-hmm. the opposite mm-hmm. yep. and the people in the field. Yep, yeah, I, I like agree. Both of them finding morality and, and, and doing the right thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Now I would say this: the rating. What would you rate this clean? Can't rate it like a clean them up, clean. I give this. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I definitely. I, I give this nine rats uh, <laughs> running through the street. I just that. <laughs> nine rats running through the street. Yeah. Okay, I give this nine num nums. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. That is our non-spoiler review on the Suicide Squad. We're going to do a spoiler review. You have time to do a spoiler review? Clean. All right. All right. So we're going to do a spoiler review. And that's it for the non-spoiler review. So you go out there, you check out this movie because we need more The Suicide Squad. All right. Would you like to give your social media information clean? I would say like I normally do I don't do social media All right. and I don't definitely give it up because uh, everybody is watching and social media will come back to bite you and so if you want to find me just you know uh, listen to the videos and be, be having a good time with that and we're just going to keep it there <laughs> All right. And you can find me at Critical Blue Reviews, Critical with the K, K R I T I C A L, Blue B L U E, Reviews, R E V I E W S. Critical Blue Reviews, Instagram, Critical Blue Reviews, Twitter, and Critical Blue Facebook. All with K's, everyone. So that's it for the non spoiler review. All right, so y'all take it easy.
one.